and welcome to the Energetic Principles Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa LaFera, an astrologer, tarot consultant, and all-around creative from sunny San Diego, California. And this is the 48th episode of the podcast for the week of April 15th, 2019. And I must let you know that this is my first year anniversary show. Yay! So let's break it down a bit. Here's what to expect. The goal is to help guide and prepare you for the utmost awareness of the energy in the moment. For if you use the energy consciously, it has a better chance of working for you. I'll kick off the show with a weekly astro report, along with a few tarot polls and my animal ambassador of the week. And then a guest will join me in a chosen topic. And this week, I'm so happy to welcome two guests, uh, which are my spiritual gal pals and part of our grass coven, uh, my good friends Kiki Matoba and Megan Ray Roberts. And so they're going to join me on the podcast as we celebrate my first year anniversary show. So now before we get started here, please remember, as always, take what resonates and leave the rest, because only you know you best. So thank you so much for joining me here today, and if you'd like to show appreciation for my work and get early Sunday access for as little as $1 per month, you can do so on Patreon at patreon.com backslash energetic principles. I also have a tip jar on my website that you can donate to as well if you feel so inclined. You can find that over at energeticprinciples.com. So let's get down to this week's astro report. Our lunar lady continues to wax forward in brightness towards this week's blue moon in Libra. But first, she starts out on Monday in the exacting Earth of Virgo, where she hangs out until moving into balance and partnership-oriented Libra on Wednesday, and where she will peak at her full moon position early Friday morning. Shortly after, she will move into the restorative waters of Scorpio until Easter Sunday, where she moves into the optimistic fires of Sagittarius. So just a quick heads up, all time approximations are for North America. So if you live in Europe at about eight hours, and if you are in Australia or the East at about 17 hours, or basically the following day. And keep in mind that timing isn't always precise, as astrological transits, otherwise known as the connections that planets make to one another, have varied emphasis as they apply and separate. So it's quite possible to feel the energy sooner or later than the exact moment of contact. All right, my friends. Well, this week, uh, last week was probably quite crazy as I'm recording this from that week. (laughs) I can say it was. Uh, And this week, we have some more things to get through here. So Venus is going to be following Mercury's steps as she squares Jupiter this week. And then both planets are going to ingress into Aries. And our solar guide, the sun, is also moving into the stabilizing Earth of Taurus this week and is on approach to next Monday's conjunction with Uranus, which is big news. And of course, we have that second Libra full moon. So let's not waste any time and dive right in. 
On Monday, we start out the week with the moon in Virgo, and she will make a trine to Uranus early on in the morning and then a square to Mars. Also note that that is tax day, so if you have not done your taxes yet, Monday is the day. Uh, Also on Monday, we have Venus squaring Jupiter. And so uh, we had Mercury square Jupiter last week, and now Venus comes in to take that place. And so Venus, our relational style, uh, what we open up to, what we draw in and attract, uh, how we find balance and harmony is getting a squared up, challenging, action-oriented connection with Jupiter, which Jupiter is all about expanding our worldview and allowing for growth and movement. So partnerships with others and our relation to our own inner peace and balance takes on a bigger picture at this time, and it is oriented towards growth. So we are likely opening to our dreams and fantasies in regards to what we love and would like to attract more of into our lives, especially since Venus is in Pisces. And the tension is likely to come in with remaining maybe optimistic and saying yes to the adventures that await, you know, that Jupiter and Sagittarius. And this is one of those tense configurations that isn't as stressful as most, for these are our two benefic planets, which are considered positive or giving. Um, And they are both in very supportive signs for their energy, with Jupiter in its own domicile and Venus exalted in Pisces. So relationships are pushed into the future and we are drawing greater abundance to ourselves, yet there's likely action that is needed of us. So don't succumb to what could be a a possibly overindulgent influence. So you may want to watch that diet uh, and the pocketbook because there are no limits in these areas at this time and the life of luxury may call and that lack of self-discipline can have us waking up with maybe a bellyache if we aren't careful. But overall, it's uh, it's probably one of the most positive squares that you can have between planets. But, you know, there is such thing as too much of a good thing. So the bottom line on Monday is, is that the mind is likely to be on overdrive. Uh, and we have all the thoughts and the details are exacting in our minds as the Virgo moon trines the inventive, inventiveness of Uranus first thing, yet then kind of rubs us the wrong way when mental irritation or maybe some sort of emotional conflict uh, around some news or information uh, may come in since uh, the moon is squaring Mars. And so this is a great day for problem solving, yet we may be a little rattled in the process. And part of that may be due to ideal Venus opening to fun and play rather than being overly concerned with the details of reality, which Virgo certainly is. And, uh, you know, this should make for an active and potentially frustrating tax day for some if you have uh, put it off to this day. Yet it will get done, that is for sure. Now, on Tuesday, the moon is in Virgo still, uh, and early in the morning, we'll make an opposition to Neptune. We'll then trine Saturn and Pluto, square Jupiter, and late in the evening, oppose Venus. 
Um, and also know we have Mercury moving into Aries uh, today. Um, and so let's start there because, oh my gosh, uh, <laughs> this is going to be a stark transition uh, when Mercury moves out of that watery detriment in the fall sign of Pisces and moves into this trailblazing energy of Aries. Uh, because really, we've been swimming uh, through this Mercury in Pisces water since February 10th. That's a long time for Mercury to be in one sign. Um, and of course, we felt, uh, had it in there for so long, and it was so strongly felt during our retrograde cycle that was taking place throughout uh, most of March. And so now we're going to finally get some relief from this placement. And I know personally, I am super happy about it because it was, it's been rather hard for me to write during this transit because the mind just totally, it works in a different way than what I'm used to, especially with Mercury and Leo. You know, these signs are uh, in aversion or in conjunct to one another. So they, they just don't see each other. <laughs> and so I'm like, what is this? Um, but, you know, enough about me. So... Now, with Mercury moving into Aries, our minds are focused on Aries topics uh, as our intellect becomes more assertive and courageous, yet also strong-willed and self-focused, which is very Aries. And so people are likely to be communicating their ideas and opinions more, um, and there may be a brashness in the messages or communications we receive or maybe the news that we read. Um, and Mercury is the fastest planet, so its energy energy is already speedier than most, yet paired with masculine Aries energy, and uh, especially as we are about to form a mutual reception with Mars and Gemini, life is really going to speed up. And so, word to the wise, it will be a lot easier to speak before we think at this time, so be on alert for that potential. Yet, I also think there will be more optimism in the air with these two energies working together, and our mental approach will be enthusiastic, full of ideas, and willing to tackle whatever is before us. So, Mercury will be in Aries until May 6th. So the bottom line for Tuesday is that we have another day of Virgo discernment that may start on the dreamier side with the opposition to Neptune in the morning. Uh, so definitely watch for dreams. Yet once the day gets going and she trines Saturn and Pluto, um, you know, work, duty, and really reality will begin to call and come into full force. Um, and then our Venus-Jupiter square gets activated once again uh, once Luna makes a tense configuration by squaring Jupiter and opposing Venus. Um, so do remember that all work and play makes Jack a dull boy. So, you know, work hard, play hard, it seems, for Tuesday here. Now, on Wednesday, the moon is in Libra uh, and will make an opposition to Mercury and then a trine to Mars. And we don't have any aspects perfecting that day. So the bottom line for Wednesday is, is that things are getting lit up here. You know, communications are swirling around and there's much mental energy circulating about uh, with that, with not only the moon now in Libra, that air sign, but also that opposition to Mercury and trine Mars. And so we may be on idea overload uh, because that Libra moon is growing in brightness because we're almost to that full moon. And so while it's a Opposing Mercury and trining Mars, you know, this is going to be 
even more active than these aspects would already be, uh, given the moon phase. And so social activity is up, uh, and partnerships uh, and compromise are kind of the needs that are to be met at this time. And we are feeling good, I think, yet we can also be mentally restless and just kind of excitable at this time. So connect with others so you can air out all that maybe, you know, kind of ping-ponging around in your own mind. Sometimes it's just kind of good to get it out there. Now, on Thursday, the moon is still in Libra, and we'll make a square to Saturn, a square to Pluto, and then a sextile to Jupiter. And just like Wednesday, we do not have any aspects perfecting. So the bottom line for Thursday is, is that we are getting ever closer to tomorrow's early morning full moon in Libra. So we are likely to feel the heat of the full moon considerably on this day, especially as Luna is going to square both Saturn and Pluto. And so working with others may present blockages and changing conditions that may trigger us, you know, maybe causing the emotions to be a little bit unsettled. Um, And so we are seeking balance and peace at this time. So anything that kind of throws a stick in our spoke is likely to upset that equilibrium. So on Thursday, you're going to want to do your best to be a team player and to come from a diplomatic approach. And you'll see that sextile to Jupiter will help move things along and bring more optimism to the scene. Now, on Friday, we have our full moon in Libra, super early here on the Pacific Coast at 4.12 a.m., and then almost immediately, she will move into Scorpio. Uh, Of course, she'll make that opposition to the sun, which is our full moon, and then right when she moves into Scorpio, she makes an op opposition to Uranus. Um, And for those of you that are part of the uh, Catholic faith, this is Good Friday. And so, of course, we have that full moon at 29 degrees and seven minutes of Libra, but we also have Mercury conjuncting Chiron that day, which is pretty significant. So now let's start with our full moon in Libra here. And so this is actually our second full moon in Libra. uh, And now it is at the very last degree of the sign, making this a true blue moon placement. For it is rare to have two full moons within the same zodiacal sign. And so the full moon ruler Venus is coming off of her Jupiter square um, and also aligning with the fixed star sheet, which can be a bit of a messy placement emotionally, yet also a placement where we can open up to solutions that are outside of the box. And so relationships and social connections are highlighted once again with the full moon energy. Uh, And where last month's full moon had us opening up to new beginnings in that area because it was happening at zero degrees, this one may be closing down some connections or maybe bringing something to completion or an idea to completion. And and especially since this lunation is also tied in with a Uranian influence, this is to, that is really to perfect uh, at the beginning of next week when the sun meets your Uranus, you know, we're going to feel an electricity in the air. And the possibilities at this time may seem endless. So now if you want to find out more about the full moon, I do always write a a moon article that goes up on my astro blog. And so you can sign up to 
to be on my mailing list over at energeticprinciples.com. And I also have my Moon Animal Monthly. That is my $3 tier on Patreon. Uh, And you can sign up for that if you'd like to get the magazine that highlights our moon phases and also gives you uh, a spirit animal for both the new moon and the full moon. And so if you're already a subscriber, be sure to look up your full moon animal so that you know who's walking with you uh, at this time. All right, so now Mercury conjunct Chiron is also in this full moon mix. And so right after Mercury moves into Aries, you know, we make a connection with the potentially discomfort of Chiron. (laughs) And so you know, Mercury is that information uh, coming in, that perception, how we learn, how we communicate, how we, you know, take just take in information. And any type of conjunction is going to be a new cycle, and the energies are merging to become one. Uh, and so what is Mercury merging with? Well, Chiron. And Chiron is an interesting planetoid, and it's known as the wounded healer. And so, you know, the theory behind Chiron is that it is about wounds and, and maybe painful triggers that we all hold. Yet, we find wisdom through that pain, uh, and then we are provided with healing opportunities. So, now that, you know, Mercury is is fusing with Chiron and can bring that potential discomfort, um, you know, because we may be triggered by mental processing that activates, you know, those tender spots that live within. And especially in relation to how the self communicates what it needs and the ability to stand up and potentially speak with assertion, because this is happening in Aries, which is a very bold sign. And so there may be some of the lesser desired Aries traits (laughs) uh, playing out in this in the intellectual sphere, you know, such as mental anger, maybe, or overly aligning or communicating in a selfish way, uh, maybe a little bit of paranoia going on, or uh, picking fights with people outside of us rather than examining, you know, what's bothering us within. And so we're going to want to watch for these triggers as it can happen internally, yet with the masculine signature of the energy going on here, there's a good chance that it could take place externally, especially as this coincides with our full moon in Libra, which is always partnership oriented, not just because of Libra, but because of the full moon. And yet there is always an opportunity to heal with Chiron. We have to remember that. So despite what gets triggered, make good use of this time to understand the wisdom that can be gleaned from whatever situation you find yourself in. Uh, And be sure to stay tuned for later in my show when my guests and I uh, are going to be talking about mental triggers and sharing our own because we all have them. So the bottom line for Friday, or Good Friday, I should say, uh, is that we wake up to a fresh new day here in North America as the full moon will have already perfected, moved into Scorpio, and made that opposition to Uranus. And so pay attention to those early morning dreams, for they may be highlighting some key intuitions at this time. And so emotions are still focused on relations and social connections, yet in a deeper, more emotionally invested way, because Scorpio is, you know, putting not just the lightness of the air, we're going deep with the the emotional and feeling self. And so we seek to come together and collaborate with others, uh, yet we may also need to be conscious of our delivery for that Mercury-Chiron conjunction may stir the mental pot with our own personal desires, which can get in the way of emotional connection. 
Now, on Saturday, the moon is in Scorpio and will make a trine to Neptune, a sextile to Saturn, and a sextile to Pluto. And on Saturday, we have the Jewish holiday of Passover as well. So we have a very holiday weekend going on. Um, And so of note, we have the sun moving into Taurus, uh, and we also have Venus moving into Aries. So we have two ingresses taking place on Saturday. So let's start with our sun moving into Taurus, which uh, will be there until May 20th. And so Aries season wraps up as this year seems to be flying by because I can't even believe we are already, you know, inching towards the end of April here Um, and already in Taurus season. But Taurus season, you know, is when the soil is fertile for manifestation and the speed of things slows down a bit so we can stable out the energy and maintain its influence on the earthly plane. And so this season is crucial for its help to uh, ground us um, down, you know, basically ground down that Aries energy uh, and take in those bursts of enthusiastic inspiration um, and, you know, so that we can bring this conceptual energy into concrete reality. And so this is an optimal time to connect with nature, to find peace and quiet, which helps ease our energy and slow things down so that we can be patient and focused, uh, you know, on what it is that's on our plates or what we're trying to manifest. Now, granted, we have the ruler of this sign moving into Aries the same day, so it won't be as slow and peaceful as other Taurus seasons until we are well into May uh, when Venus moves into Taurus and so does Mercury. Yet our solar awareness still wants us to stay focused, determined, and resourceful to what matters most in the earthly realm. So uh, we'll have to do some balancing in that area. Now, Venus moving into Aries... um, you know, she has been on the the hot coattails of Mercury uh, for a little bit now, especially since Mercury was, was slower than it normally was getting out of that retrograde phase. And so where Mercury moved into Aries earlier on in the week, now we have Venus joining uh, Mercury there. And so you know, this is a tougher sign for Venus because this is the sign of her detriment or one of the signs of her detriment. And so our normal peace-loving Venus becomes a little hot under the collar and where she normally draws people and resources in towards her, she is now more assertive in going out to get what she wants. So you can see how there is a bit of a disconnect because the energies are quite different from one another, where Venus is supposed to be receptive, but Aries is, uh, you know, assertive. So it's, we might be a little impatient with our Venus energy. So if you are a little impatient with what you're able to attract, just know that's kind of par for the course now. And there's also a likelihood that we will come from a more self-centered approach in our relationships, which can cause issue at times. Um, And especially if you're single, you know, lust may overcome some, you know, making connections with others, a little bit more impulsive uh, and fiery. And it might be fun um, and a nice, you know, burst of energy, but it might not be as long-lasting just because of 
where Venus is right now. So Venus will be in Aries until May 15th, uh, and then she'll move into her domicile of Taurus. So it's very interesting because we have Venus moving out of Pisces, which is her exaltation, to Aries, which she does definitely doesn't perform as well in, uh, and then moves into her domicile, Taurus, where she is just at home. So Venus is kind of ping-ponging over these couple of months where she's like, I feel good. I feel fiery and unlike myself. Oh, but now I feel grounded and back at home. <laughs> so it shall be interesting to say the least. So on Saturday, the bottom line is that emotional intensity sinks in and we are more sensitive than the days prior as Luna cruises through Scorpio. And imagination is strong with that trine to Neptune and our psychic feelers will be very perceptive at this time. Um, And we also have the passion to pursue the work that is on our plates as Luna makes a sextile to both Saturn and Pluto. So we can practically put our desires into reality at this time. Yet as the sun just moved into Taurus, this is a great day to hold space for what you intend to manifest. Now, on Sunday, we have the moon in Scorpio, but she will move into Sagittarius rather early on in the day by 9 a.m. here on the Pacific Coast. Uh, And then she will make a trine to Venus and a trine to Mercury. And so Sunday is Easter Sunday, so we have a full holiday weekend taking place here. And there are no aspects uh, perfecting, but I will give the precursor that the sun is moving to conjunct Uranus, uh, which will exact on Monday. So now just a quick heads up, we do have the sun in orb to conjunct, uh, you know, the electricity of Uranus on Monday. So throughout the latter half of this week, we are probably going to be feeling the strong current of energy that is trying to shake off the limitations and the restrictions of the past, especially those that are super rooted now that Uranus is in Taurus. So you can expect the unexpected for the energy um, and is likely to be a little bit unconventional or offbeat during this time. Uh, So we'll just have to kind of be flexible and roll with the punches. But I will talk more about this on next week's program. So the bottom line for Sunday is, is that once Luna moves Moody Scorpio for the enthusiasm of Sag early in the morning, our spirits rise and lift as the color comes back into our life force energy. And the trine to both Venus and Mercury will make for a good day where dispositions are pleasant and communications are abound. And so what a perfect way to spend the Easter holiday if you celebrate, uh, because this will certainly be one of the most positive days of the week, and the palpable excitement of the Sun-Uranus conjunction will allow us to gracefully adjust our comfort zones. Now, to wrap it all up, we, uh, you know, we have another week of shifts as both Venus and Mercury move into the fiery robustness of Aries while lighting the fire that the airy full moon in Libra will decidedly fan. Uh, And, of course, we have that shift into Taurus with the sun. uh, So, yeah, shifts all around. And, you know, the mental energy will be considerable, and we are likely to have ups and down, uh, you know, downs this week. Yet, by the end of the week, we shall be feeling adventurous for what's to come. So now let's take a look at the cards because they always seem to add a little extra something to what I've been talking about. And so this week I drew the Nine of Swords as the focus and the Ten of Swords as the grounding. 
And so with the Nine of Swords as the focus, we see the mental energy stirring up considerably at this time, which is quite fitting for a full moon in Libra, Mars being in Gemini, and that Mercury-Chiron conjunction. And so this card symbolizes when we are mentally working ourselves up over something, and it's causing considerable anxiety, where maybe we have a worst-case scenario in our mind uh, when the situation really isn't as bad as it seems. Yet the mind still churns it over and creates fear and worry. So thinking will be on overload this week, yet that doesn't mean the mind is always right. So make sure you listen to your heart and your common sense as well. Now, with the Ten of Swords as the grounding, we see this influence carrying over from last week's podcast, as this card was in the very same position last week, uh, and I just happened to draw it again. So we are to definitely pay attention to this repeated underlying energy of the Ten of Swords. And so with the anxieties that can come with the Nine, it is crucial that we accept what is no longer viable rather than becoming anxious about the situation. It's almost a forced peace of mind, for there really are no other options than to mentally let go and to renew yourself. So don't play the martyr in the situation, for that will only suck you in further. Rather, release the mind games that are keeping you from turning a new leaf, because you can only go up from there. Now, last but certainly not least, this show is brought to you by this week's animal ambassador, the tortoise. Our dear slow-moving friend is here to let us know that this week is likely to be a bit fragmented, and it is crucial to take the time to ground ourselves within this energetic pressure cooker. And we are likely being pulled in many directions with many possibilities at play, which can make it even harder to center ourselves. And through this frantic influence, we may create urgency when there isn't any, or we feel as if we can't shake the tension that is upon us. So if you can, disconnect from the media overload and all the little distractions that keep this heightened state active, and spend some time in a calming environment uh, and or with nature. Earthing would be excellent this week, Uh, so just go outside, you know, put your bare feet on the ground and connect with the earth, uh, which I find is very soothing, and you can give all that anxiety to Mother Earth, and she will help ground that kind of buzzing energy, especially as we're about to have the sun conjunct Uranus and Taurus. We need to get back to earth. Um, So slow it down the best you can, and then take the time to reconnect with yourself. Now, if you'd like to go further with how this energy may play out for you personally, I encourage you to check out my tarot subscription on Patreon. So every week I create a custom spread that is aligned with the planetary energies going on, and we have a topic of focus to kind of work through. And it doesn't matter if you are a tarot expert or just beginning, or even if you want to use oracle cards um, or any type of uh, divinatory <laughs> approach. Um, Um, Because it's really just providing placements for you to draw your own um, card or rune or, you know, whatever towards. (laughs) And so last week we worked on grace under pressure. And this week we're going to be working on ideas into reality. So if you want to find out more, you can check out a freebie spread over at patreon.com backslash energetic principles. 
Okay, now let's meet our guests. All right, I am so happy to welcome my special guests, guests as in plural, because this is my first year anniversary show. And I wanted to Yay. bring on a couple of my favorite ladies in the, on the planet, in the planet, <laughs> around the planet. I don't know. I got Kiki Matoba and Megan Ray Roberts with me. Thank you, ladies, for joining Yay. me. Hi. <laughs> She jingles her bracelets. That's so funny. And so, uh, and so, if you have been a listener since day one, which if you have been, I mean, thank you. <laughs> but uh, yes. Kiki was on my very first episode, and we talked about, I think, Taurus season, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because Kiki is a Taurus, and actually Megan Ray here is a Taurus rising. So we're back to Taurus season again, which is so funny um, that we're doing this during this particular episode. Uh, and so then I, I, Yes, I'm surrounded by my Taurus ladies. But okay, so before we get started here, uh, tell listeners a little bit about yourself. Um, I will just say, preface, that we've known each other for a long time. We're part it's of, true. <laughs> it's true. How long do you think? I would say... At least uh, over 10 years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe 11 years or so. I think we've all known each other. Yeah. And and it was kind of around the time that Kiki and I were getting together in this kind of like spiritual gal pal, you That's know, right. kind of unity. Because you kind of ignited my spirituality. Yes, Mel, with like palm reading at a passion party, I believe it was. Oh my God. At a passion a party. Passion party. That's-, That's fantastic. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my god. Palm reading can be very passionate, I'm sure. (laughs) Yes, it can. Yes. Who led that part? I remember that. Alicia, I believe. Of of course. I was at that party. (laughs) I think I was at that party as well. Yes. I bought my very first toy. Oh wait, maybe it was my very second. Anyway, another another podcast. (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, uh, it's funny because I'd never been to a passion party before. I don't even think I'd heard of it either. Oh, that's right. There was a representative that came that none of us knew. And she did it at our friend Alicia's house. Who Alicia is is the best. She's very adventurous, fun, Gemini. Like, of course, the passion party would happen at Alicia's. It's <laughs> uh, so funny that that's kind of what was connected there with that. So anyways... I love that. We'll go in further later, but before we get started here, knowing that we've known each other a long time, um, uh, we'll start with Kiki. Give the listeners a little background about who you are and what you do and all that. Sure. Yes. I'm Kiki and I am a Reiki master energy healer. And I, yeah, give individual healings. And lately I've been really into like group settings, group healings with group meditations. I also offer distance healing so you can receive a healing from me anywhere on this planet. And yeah, and just, I continue to grow and expand in this uh, world of higher consciousness and loving to learn more about astrology. So I've been following Mel's podcast and learning more and more about the energies of the planet and the universe, which kind of helps with my energy work as well. So yeah. All right. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for having me. <laughs> of course. And it's so funny as you just heard us all say how long we've been friends, you know, we get to witness each other's journeys along the way and how far we've grown and like moved into, you know, work that is meaningful to us. So that's great, Kiki. So and Kiki's in, Kiki's in Los Angeles now, right? 
you're in. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I work out of the LA area. So yeah, if you live in the LA area, we can do in-person healings. And if you live outside of that area, yeah, we can do things over Skype or yeah. um, FaceTime or whatnot. Yes. So awesome. awesome. Yes. So definitely hit Kiki up if you're looking for Reiki because, you know, she's amazing. And it, I mean, it's literally in her name, Reiki, you know, like this. <laughs> she was born to do this. Yes. Um, <laughs> all right. So now Megan Ray, tell us a little bit about your fabulous self. My goodness. Um, I guess what I've been focusing on a lot lately is pushing vegan food. <laughs> I'm a yes. slanger of good vibes in vegan food for the animals, right? And just sharing love and and vibes with my friends and family. Yes, because Megan Ray, she works at a a wonderful restaurant called Kindred here in San Diego. Yeah, South Park, San Diego. Yeah, tell us a little bit about Kindred. Kindred is the raddest (laughs) restaurant that maybe has ever existed. (laughs) Toot toot beep beep, right? (laughs) Um, it, It is... (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely beautiful in there. There's an amazing craft cocktail, you know, um, bar happening, and um, all plant based kitchen. They play metal music and cool, like Black Sabbath and Faith No More is like on, you know, the loudspeakers as you're dining and you know eating barbecue jackfruit sandwiches and seitan skewers. It's wonderful if you're ever in the San Diego area, whether you eat everything or just plants. Like you would enjoy a great cocktail and a great meal at Kindred in South Park. It's wrapped. Yeah. I'm proud. I'm proud. I'm I'm the enchantress of spirit at Kindred. (laughs) That's I've been dubbed the enchantress of spirit and very gratefully. (laughs) That's such a great name. I I would love to be the enchantress. Well, you know what? I think we all are. I think we are. I think we are. (laughs) Yes. Kiki, what was your name when you were there? Do you remember? Oh my goodness. Um, cosmic, like collider or something like that. Yeah. You had a good name too. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to find out. In the cosmos. Yes. Understandably. (laughs) So now does everybody that works at Kindred gets a a special name? Like you get. Yeah. Once you're there for like 90 days and you get your little trinket, you know, that says you're like part of the kindred cult. Like you're also dubbed like a very cool name. And it's always very like occultish or Dungeons and Dragons-ish, you know, like um, our our owner is the chief conjurer, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's so cute. Yeah. I can't really think of anybody else. That's okay. <laughs> well, you know, uh, that just says the fun vibe that the place has, you know, it really does. It's like a fantastic restaurant. The food's great. I've even done a couple of ev- events there for tarot, which was very generous yes. that I was brought in there to uh, for a couple things that were great. And, you know, and of course, proponent, uh, being a proponent of vegan food, you know, like it's nice that that is out there. Oh, and- yeah. I'm so stylish. It's so stylish. It's gorgeous in there. You just like feel cool like being there. <laughs> like, oh, this feels cool. Your work definitely echoes your social and environmental activism, I feel. Oh, right. that's that's so, so well yeah. put. Thank you. That's really well put. <laughs> well, I, I think that's part of your myself. sole purpose. Yeah. I love that. So I think it's a good representation. It's so earthy, right? It's so earth, so Taurus. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know what's so funny about that, Kiki, is that uh, Megan Ray here has an Aquarius moon. And so Aquarius, uh, you know, the the moon is going to nurture, right? And and nurture what it is, you know, reflecting or uh, interested in or, you know, just what is connected to itself on a very deep level. And Aquarius is the sign of humanity and, you know, and, and uplifting humanity and helping to reform humanity in certain ways. So if we're looking at, you know, just vegan culture in, in general, and which is so crazy with uh, uh, Uranus now in Taurus, which is very interesting for Megan Ray because Megan Ray is a, is a Taurus rising early degrees. So you actually have Uranus on your ascendant right now, which I'll have to ask you a couple questions about how that <laughs> feels there. Um, but really- I did unbutton my pants. She so did. She, <laughs> which is so funny because Uranus is the, kind of the embodiment of liberation. <laughs> feels good. And then Taurus is like physical comfort. Yes. (laughs) So she has liberated her her belly here for this. uh, um, But you know what's one of the things that we're already seeing uh, out there in the world right now is um, the movement of vegetarianism and veganism being placed in more commonplace situations like Carl's Jr. having a, a Beyond Burger now. And so that speaks a lot to... Uranus going to be moving through this zone for seven years and in this zone that's about uh, the land and farming and agriculture and our food systems and all that stuff. Um, And I mean, they were talking about uh, not fake meat, but alternative meat or even growing meat, you know, like how many years ago. And uh, so here we are. And I think that the next seven years are going to be really pushing in that zone. So Uh, it's a beautiful thing. And the animals don't mind why you do it. Yeah, they don't care if you're doing it because it's trendy or because you actually care. Like they, they're happy no matter what. Yeah, <laughs> bless their souls. Bless yes. their souls. Yes. So we are <laughs> we're some conscious, uh, very uh, heart centered ladies. That oh my god, I Yay. have I have a thing with the animals. I just can't. I mean, obviously, I have animal ambassadors on my podcast. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just can't help it. So, um, so yeah. So I'm never conducted an interview before where I have three people at one time. And so this is, and it's so funny because I'm going to preface since I'm more of like a live personality here is that, uh, we're doing this with me and Megan Ray. We get, we are hanging out in my living room and Kiki is zooming in from, uh, LA right now. Um, and we're doing this later at night, which usually I record the podcast usually in the morning. So yeah, I have like a whole different kind of, uh, vibe vibe going on here here right now. <laughs> Fun. So yes. Um, Your podcast is growing and innovating and changing after a year. Right yes. now, right now. We do it at night now. Um, <laughs> we've loosened up a bit. We've loosened up. So, well, okay. So one of the things that is so fun and kind of unique about our, our bond is like, uh, how long ago, Kiki, was it that we went out to do, you attuned us uh, in Reiki? Um, I believe that was maybe four years ago. I was going to say that too. I think about four-ish, three and a half-ish, four years ago. Yes. If I can remember what was happening in my life at the time and it seems about that long ago. It's all blending into me in my my mind now. (laughs) Um, But what did we do? We took a, uh, we took a a trip out to, out east. Julian. To Julian area. 
Um, yeah, we kind of decided to do it outdoors in nature, which I thought was really powerful and yeah, and I think and beautiful. It was gorgeous. And we like hopped a fence and <laughs> probably trespassed to some <laughs> land. <laughs> Uranus and Taurus. Oh, that wasn't there yet. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, we do not condone trespassing. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Oh, but absolutely. Being in nature amplifies the energy because it's all coming from, you know, source. So it was beautiful. And then I remember the deers appearing. Oh yeah. Us all being animal lovers and they represent being like pathfinders. And so that was beautiful to see that. That was kind of like this confirmation of, um, of our practice. And and it's also very cool how um, things can be attracted energetically and magnetically when we are amplifying the energies in a space, how creatures from anywhere can kind of approach us and, and be attracted to that energy because they feel it. Absolutely. And and the crazy thing is, is that it was the three of us, but we also went out there with a a good friend, Catherine Brannick and, uh, and so we actually labeled ourselves the grass coven that day because <laughs> because we were sitting on the grass in our in our trespass zone. <laughs> well, and then on the way back to the car from this beautiful tree that we sat under, and we saw four deers. Right, yes, there were exactly. four deers, and there were four yes. of us, which was you know mystic and beautiful. And then I think it was Catherine that um, motivated us to then roll down a little hill in the grass. That's right. Do you remember? We all, that's what officiated the grass coven. Like, childlike and fun <laughs> and playful. And then we were like, oh yeah, grass coven sisters for life. Yes. Grass coven for life. That's right. We should and get And then tattoos. there's, you know, there's four elements and there's four directions and, you know, and four is this like foundational stability. So I think that's such a so there's so many beautiful symbols with how yeah. we all came oh, together yeah. and how that was the number of people that experienced this. Well, and that's a very like a, you know, it's a witchy thing. We got four, four winds, we got four directions, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like that type of thing. And the, what the crazy thing is, is that like a handful of months later, um, because we like to do drives in that Julian area. There's an area that's uh, east of San Diego, if you don't live here, that is kind of up in the mountains and it's very beautiful. And it's like, you're going to another city or town, small town, basically. And so we were driving along and I was thinking about the grass coven, just, you know, daydreaming out the window or whatever. Yeah. And I looked over to the right and we were passing a field and there were four deer in oh the my field. Gosh. I don't, do you remember me telling you this, wow. Kiki? I don't remember, but that's but amazing. It it's was beautiful. a handful of months afterwards. And I was just, I looked and I like did a double take and I was like, are you kidding? I was are you kidding? Those are one of those moments where you ask the universe, are you kidding me? Like, yeah, this, like seriously, this, universe. Like, come on. Are you Thank kidding? You. Like, they that, like to make it pretty obvious. <laughs> they do. <laughs> they do. And so, yes, grass coven for life. That's and, right. And that was just a magical day in, in overall. Because, I mean, Kiki, what happens when you attune people for Reiki? Like, what is, um, I mean, loosely, what is the process? I was a receiver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. It recalibrates your body's, yeah, it recalibrates your body's um, energy and your, your personal vibration to a higher uh, frequency. And then it also opens you up and allows you to receive more healing energy as well. And then once you do that first attunement, you are attuned for life. And then you can do other attunements, um, Reiki 2, Reiki 3, 
Um, but yeah, once you get that very first one, it really opens you up to channel more energy for, for healing, for meditation, for messages from spirit. Um, yeah. Nice. Well, it was so powerful because for me, she took us individually up into like another little tree nook that was near our little grass coven space. Um, And I just remember the hugest gust of wind just blowing in when Kiki was attuning me. And I I think we both were like, did you feel that? Yeah, I remember that. That was beautiful. It was. It it was beautiful. It was wild. And uh, it felt very life affirming in in that moment. Like you feel just connected with spirit, which is so funny because what, right before we got on here, uh, because of course, you know, we say we saved all our good stories before we hit record uh, because we talked how <laughs> long before we even hit the record button here. Um, but Kiki, what were you saying about you just came home from someplace and you felt grounded? Oh yeah, I just got back from teaching my Reiki, weekly Reiki healing class, and I was feeling grounded and high vibing. And then I was like, <laughs> that kind of feels contradictory. Um, but then I was like, and then you were saying how it makes sense because I am a Taurus sun, which is earth and very grounding. And then my moon and my rising are in air. So it does kind of make sense that I could potentially feel both ways at the same time. (laughs) Absolutely. I think that's a wonderful thing that any of us can either aspire to feel or also embrace feeling because, you know, you sometimes think, oh, like, so I'm Capricorn and I'm like, oh, I'm an earth sign. I'm very grounded. But I always feel like I have, you know, I'm a dreamer and I have my head in the clouds and I just love to think I could just go anywhere and do anything, you know, and maybe we're taught or something to feel, well, you, you're one or the other, you know, like it's always mm-hmm. got to be like one thing or another. Well, really, no, that's okay. Like it should it should, it's great to be like grounded and high vibing at the same time. Yeah. Like, you know, that's like a really good point. I love that. Yeah. Well, and it's so funny with her, uh, her position with Megan Ray's position. So if Kiki is the, uh, Libra rising with the Gemini moon and the Taurus sun, now we have Megan Ray, who's the Taurus rising with the Capricorn sun and the Aquarius moon. So both of you are these, uh, these <laughs> air earth mixtures. You're both grounded and high, bi- high vibing. <laughs> no wonder I get you so easily. No wonder. Kindred spirits. Yep. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. And so that's so cool. Yeah. So it works, it works out. It definitely works out. But, um, well, a lot of spiritual people can kind of feel ungrounded because they're just so into wanting to feel high and want to be wanting to be connected to spirit, um, that they forget to ground themselves. And so that's always a good reminder is to kind of like, um, yeah, stay connected to earth so that you can actually channel your gifts and share it with the planet, share it with humans, share it with all beings on this planet. Um, so yeah. So if you're really into spirituality, um, and higher consciousness, it is really important to practice grounding, grounding yourself regularly. That's great. Yeah. Well, and it makes a lot of sense in the, okay. So here we are when this episode airs, basically we're going to be moving from Aries season to Taurus season. And, um, part of, Earth energy, just in general, regardless of the sign, both earth and water energy, it's a receptive energy. So it's more like a container per se. And I was reading something earlier by Robert Hand, um, who's a prominent astrologer, and he was likening it with Aries season. So basically, we have this rush of energy because 
fire and air, it's outwards, right? It's masculine. It's pushing out versus the water and earth that is receptive and taking in. So here we're pushing forward with all the Aries energy, but without the, the slowing down of Taurus and the cup-like container that Taurus you know, has, it would not be able to catch and contain the enthusiasm of Aries or the, the ideas or even the, you know, the, the high vibe of Aquarius that <laughs> has this idea that wants to do something because really the, that, that air, um, the, well, really the masculine and feminine polarities, they work together because you need that, that outward rushing of ideas or passion or whatever needs that actual container to uh, then capture it and make it something from that yeah. point. So, um, so, th- so that's where we are really going here with a Taurus now, <laughs> um, with the season coming here, but just with your own natures, you can kind of think of the, about that with your ideas pushing out. And then you're apt, you also have the container for which to fulfill that with. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That makes sense. I do. I like it. I'm I'm like likening it to something like you almost have to attach that enthusiasm to it's like the soil or something for it to grow or you know, like it's got to attach to something in order for it to really boosh, you know, become something new and next. And that's just what Taurus is, exactly the soil. Because actually earth signs are known for being colder signs. It's it's a cold and dry type of energy. But Taurus is actually the most, the warmest out of the earth signs because it has that fertile and moist soil that it can grow things from. Um, And so, yeah. So, you know, if anything, you both have this energy. We all have Taurus somewhere in our charts, yes. But when you have one of your major three are, uh, is a particular sign that's going to embody a lot of you. And so, you know, Taurus is that manifestation energy and, uh, you know, growing things and nurturing things from scratch um, and, and building and having foundation. And so my question to the two Taurus energies here is, are, are you building anything in your life right now? Or are you, are you, what are you putting into your soil? What are you Taurus is putting in the soil right now? What you so, growing, Kiki? Oh, um, so I've been really guided to start a to start getting on YouTube more and start creating videos about um, spreading like peace, more peace on this planet, and inspiring people and reminding them about what um, what makes things what can be peace of mind. I that's kind of been like the idea of the title of my series is peace of mind, mm. um, and just helping people, giving them tips and ideas and concepts about peace and like living in peace. How can we find peace in this chaotic world that we're living in right now? Because everything is shifting and changing on this planet and it's intense. The energy is intense. So, so yeah, so that's been something that's been, I've been journaling about um, and it's just been in my mind. I've been meditating about it. It's something, yeah, that I'm, seeding right now. And Yay. So. <laughs> well, I want you to, I want to see you seed that because yes. <laughs> who better to be a proponent of peace of mind than, than a Libra rising, you know, because Libra is all about the peace, you know, and, and, and any air sign is about the mind and the intellect and what's going on in there. So it's, it makes absolute perfect sense that you would be a proponent of that. And, you know, and it's not just that too, you're very, um, you know, you, you're always sharing beauty 
in, in, you know, what you see out there and pictures that you see your little trinkets in nature, these connections, these synchronicities. And so a lot of the, what it is that you share out into the public sphere has a very, it has a grace and a beauty to it as well, which is very Libra. So yeah, I know. I have so many like nature. Most of my Instagram is like nature pictures. <laughs> well, that's Flowers. wonderful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Taurus loves its nature. And well, because nature gives us some peace, right? Like there's some stillness and there's a connectedness in the space that uh, really we don't get very often unless we, you know, it's not at our fingertips as much as we would like it to be. <laughs> you sure. know? And when we pause and start and notice the nature in our environment, that is like bringing us to the present moment, which is a, a place of peace. And so, yeah, instead of like, you know, rushing to, to from point A to point B all the time, it's like, we'll take a slow down and notice that, that blossoming tree and enjoy the beauty of the, the shade of pink that it is and take that in for a moment and slow down. And it yeah. really does calm the system, the nervous system. Yeah. When you take those moments. That place of peace then, what a great reminder for people because then when you're in a peaceful place, you can even then start growing new things from that place. Like I feel like it's such a great germination process. Yes. And, and it makes sense to want to grow something from a place of you know equilibrium and peace and balance because then you're more likely to have a manifestation that grows more evenly. <laughs> I mean, if you sure. think about it, because it's already coming from a foundation that's very, like the pH is good, you know, <laughs> kind yes. of thing. Yes. <laughs> so, so, you know. Too acidic, the soil too basic. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so, all right. So Megan Ray, what are you, what are you planting that soil, Taurus My season? Goodness. I have been on a path the past few months of really aligning my piece, just coming out of a lot of a lot of stuff happening in life. And, you know, I got married, which was wonderful and beautiful. But for some reason, since that happened, there's been a lot of chaos, whether mm-hmm. it's in my life or around me. And so definitely just coming into a more chill day-to-day vibe. I've been, I almost want to say nesting in a way. Like I've been, mm-hmm. maybe some spring cleaning is happening and the weather's gotten nicer. So kind of setting up the yard to spend and share time with friends and family and decorating it so it's nice. And um, just some more crafting in my life. I used to craft and sew and make jewelry a lot. And we've all done that together before. And and it has definitely taken a back burner, you know, in recent years and it's coming more to the forefront again. And I love to play with fabric. So it's it's coming out of the trunk. Well, and I know that's so, it's wonderful because uh, Megan Ray, actually we all three of us come from a kind of a fashion background, which yeah. is kind of funny <laughs> that we're talking about. We're, we're here on our spiritual level today. Yeah. But uh, both, I mean, I, you both met in fashion school. We did, right? yeah. yeah. We went to Mesa Community College together and we were in the fashion program when we met. Yeah. So, yeah, it's very Taurus to, Taurian to kind of, talk about beauty and like, and the way we dress ourselves and how we project ourselves to the world is, uh, yeah. And so it's kind of fitting that we're talking about that right now. Sure. And we all kind of came from there. Yeah. Uh, well, cause and then I sold stuff online. So, I mean, I mean, I even remember, 
<laughs> Megan Ray had a show once and I was, I was part of her runway model oh dressing gosh. in her Megan Ray's uh, collection. Yeah. Or yes. And so, oh, I miss dressing up. I, you know, okay. So let me ask, <laughs> maybe it's just me, but in the past couple of years, like I, you know, and I used to be a total clothes horse. In fact, I'm getting rid of a lot of stuff here right now for my yard sale, which I announced last week. But, um, I'm finding that I care less about what I put on my body these days. Like, I mean, I don't want to look like a total slob. Don't right. get me wrong. Yeah. But I, I don't know if I have the same passion that I did uh, when I was younger about, you know what I mean? Comfort starts to take precedent. I, and I personally, like, <laughs> I've been wanting to minimize what I have, you know, yes. and stop consuming so much yes. because that is bad for the environment. You know, fashion, the fashion industry is one of the big, big um, destroyers of our planet right now. And so much waste. Fashion, yes, cheap fashion is so unhealthy and unsustainable. And yeah. so, um, so that's kind of where I've shifted is definitely that minimalist, not shopping as much, not shopping as often. Um, yeah, trying to go to thrift stores. Secondhand, and, yeah, yeah. Secondhand or share. Garage sales. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. garage sales. <laughs> like, did, haven't we done like exchanges where we kind of would clear our closets oh, and then like clothing swap? And, yeah. Oh, yeah. So fun with girlfriends. And uh, it's yeah. like spiritual gal pal night meets happy hour meets clothing exchange. You get it all in. It's a one-stop yes. one shop here. Um, yeah. Shopping therapy and emotional therapy. Yeah. Spiritual growth. Yeah. Yes. And nourishment. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Well, it's so funny that you say that, Kiki, because I totally resonate with just not wanting to consume as much in, in general. Like, yes, on the clothing department, absolutely. Um, especially since I have so much of it. I don't even need... It's so funny. I have so much of it, but none of it necessarily resonates with me anymore. So I'm like at an impasse of like what I even want to wear. But I mean, that's a whole nother thing. But I mean, honestly, I don't want to consume hardly anything anymore because I feel like... I, <laughs> I mean, this is my... Uh, my humanitarian soapbox, but I feel <laughs> like we have just been like, you know, kind of funneled into this system of being, you know, the capitalistic system where we feel compelled to constantly consume things or like that's a major part of life or it's like the major motivator of life, I guess. And I mean, that's a very Taurus thing because Taurus likes possessions um, and, and likes to have stuff. And whether it's like a you know, a nice car or having stocks and bonds, you know, like it, it wants to have that for security reasons. And, you know, but yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I, maybe it's like, I don't want anything anymore. Like I, you know, cause Taurus also wants to some extent. So, I mean, have you ladies been feeling that at all? Or are you still, <laughs> I have definitely stepped back a lot from my wants. Um, or they, the wants have changed very much so. So like I mentioned how I'm kind of like redecorating the yard, you know? So now I, I would, I, I want, I'm all, I, I almost don't want to say I want. I, I kind of would like, no, I mean, I want, I want like a little outdoor seating area so that my friends can come over and we, we're in nature, right? Like there's the butterflies and the little birds that are in the yard, but we've got like a nice little place to sit. But you know, those are kind of the wants now, like yeah. where you're Which is connected to community and friendship and yes. you know, being social, which is healthy. And um, I, yeah. those are more the priorities of my 
accumulations these days. Yes. Well, and there it's useful, right? Yes. Like, I mean, that has a use. You're beautifying a space so they can share that. So the Aquarius moon can bring her friends over because <laughs> Aquarius is all about their friends, you know, and, and share that space and have a good time. Spiritual you know? gal pal gathering in the yard. Yeah, it's perfect. Yes. That's perfect. That's a Under the moon. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, and I love that. I love how you were saying, Mel, that, you know, you have less wants. And I believe that when we really are happy and we heal ourselves and we work on ourselves from the inside, um, we do tend to let need less materialistically and outside of ourselves. And so I think that's such a, tr- that's such a symbol and a signal that we are loving ourselves and happy with where we're at when we want less ultimately. Yeah. Well, and it's cheaper. (laughs) (laughs) Your pocketbook loves it. Well, and then also with all this social change, our power is with our pocketbook. Yes. It's like how we, how we spend our money is a big statement. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it can really shift and change the trajectory of, um, you know, businesses and corporations so yeah, like being very aware of, of where we're putting our, who we're paying, mm-hmm. yeah. I think is really important, can really change things for the better. Yeah. Oh yeah. So agree. So agree. And it's something I've been saying for a while. And I mean, granted, I have an Amazon membership, I'm not going to lie. Like I'm part yeah, of that this is train. A no judgment zone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No judgment, no judgment. Um, but only yes, only compassion. <laughs> That's right. But the reality is, is that you know, even if I go and spend six ninety nine on this fabulous can opener that I just found, that was exactly <laughs> like my mom's when I grew grew up. I Aww. thought they didn't make them anymore, and I was so excited that they had it. You know, but bottom line is, is I'm giving this company, you know, seven of my dollars that is adding to its bottom line. That you know, like, and so. Uh, it's it can weigh heavy on the on the soul sometimes for me because uh, I don't know as it's just more awareness or whatever but like things that wouldn't have affected me how many years ago now like deeply do like oh, even yeah. even when I'm like going to throw something away or like looking at I don't know do you know what I mean like I I, there's a consciousness that's now there that's hard to forget. <laughs> yeah. And there's always, there's a constant compromise too. It's like, you know, when we do, Am- when we shop Amazon, yes, we actually save, save a trip. So we don't spend on gas and like, no. we're not using our car. So that can, yeah. you know, that can help in that sense. But yeah, it's kind of a give and take. But okay. So I then think- like speaking on like the throwing stuff away though. So I love the idea of the Amazon where it's like, you're not driving around town, especially if you can just really pinpoint what you want and it comes right to you. But then I have an issue with the box that it comes in. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm like, <laughs> this box now needs a whole nother purpose. And now yes. I like hoard boxes in my garage. I mean, instead of putting them into the recycle bin, I have a a whole pile of boxes right there in that front room there. That's that same thing. And you ever get one in the mail? Like, I know this is a running joke, but you like buy something that's like the size of your hand and it shows up in a box that's like the half the size of your body. And you're like, what? How did you, who packed this? Whose idea was this? Did you run out? It what? doesn't make sense. We need like an Amazon box craft night where we can oh, repurpose. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Special gal pal Amazon box. Craft. Easter's right around the corner. Should we make like some sort of Easter story boxes or 
Well, you know, it's funny. I thought, well, when you said Amazon box, I was like, oh, well, no wonder Amazon box. It has to be big. <laughs> like, it's an Amazon. It's an Amazon box, you know, it, it has no toys. Uh, so suiting. Yes. So anyway, I don't know how we're talking about Amazon boxes. This, this is fantastic. This is the nature of my podcast. It, it has some rhyme and reason but little at times. But anyways, <laughs> so I thought it would be interesting to talk about this week. So we have a, a handful of things happening astrologically. One of the things that's happening is we have Mercury that's coming to conjunct Chiron. Mercury moves into Aries. So, you know, the mind, and especially with Mars and Gemini right now, we have mutual reception between these two planets and everything is going to speed up basically once this ingress happens. But it's going to meet Chiron before it gets there. And so Mercury is that mental faculty, you know, how we process things intellectually, how we understand things, how we communicate things, um, right? You know, it's, it's that mode of logic and reasoning, etc. And so when it comes together with Chiron, uh, you know, Chiron is the idea of, uh, I mean, it's typically known as the wounded healer, but I like to look at it as one of those potentially sore spots that we have, or like maybe kind of tr- painful triggers, or maybe something that can be self-defeating, or, or it's just a wound that we might pick at, or you, you know what I mean, but sure. what I'm getting at here. And so I thought it would be interesting to talk about uh, mental triggers, or like particular mind games that we play with ourselves, because we all do it. No yeah. one is exempt from having their own special you know, process of working <laughs> things. Um, and so does that, so who wants to go first with uh, you know, a, a mind game that either they still play or that maybe you've gotten through or had to consciously be like, I'm not going to do that anymore. But do you have any painful mental triggers? I mean, it doesn't have to be super painful. It's just not helping the process. <laughs> well, it's so interesting that you had brought this up because I have been really into reading Joe Dispenza, who is a author who writes about like, um, the brain and how we um, habitually think thoughts that then also become habits in our body and then like and we get addicted to it mm-hmm. and then they just become this constant pattern and if we really want to change our reality and our future we actually have to go in and change these thought patterns and change habits and change ourselves like change the familiarity of who we are and um, and it and it, and so he talks a lot about it all happening through meditation and visualization. And, um, and in general, like I realize that I am constantly like being haunted by my thoughts and I constantly think thoughts that don't serve me, like worried thoughts about like finances and budgeting, like that happens a lot for me. And the Taurus. Being the Taurus. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like needing that financial stability. And so I'm like, I'm always like budgeting in my mind and and I was like, man, I need to like stop these patterns and like let it go and trust that universe that will provide and it has and things have shifted. And, um, but yeah, so I think it's so fascinating that you mentioned how Mercury is like approaching Chiron and um, yeah, so that's a big, big thing for me is like really changing my thought patterns and like, and it's so funny how like thoughts can sneak into our head and, and like, and now I'm able to kind of step outside of it and be like, hey, thought. Like, no, like I need to stop this one and replace it with something else, like an affirmation. Um, But meditation, oh my gosh, that's just been the big, big helper. And I've actually just changed my meditation practice recently where I do a chant 
um, that gets me into the zone. And I've been like regularly, like getting, literally getting myself out of bed too, because I used to meditate in bed. So like sitting in a sitting position outside of my bed and it's been just so powerful. It's really shifted things Mm. for me. And, and, um, yeah, I can feel the energy in my body. I feel more peace and clarity throughout my day. I'm realizing like, I'm thinking thoughts that are much more productive, like brainstorming about my YouTube channel. Um, so yeah, so that's been, it's been a big shift for me and I feel like it's, it's starting to heal. Because Mercury is big in my chart, you know, like yes. I, Gemini Moon, yes. and then the planet Mercury is in Taurus. In, well, so yeah. <laughs> so, well, and so wow. that, this is a great example of how that, especially for Gemini Moons, because I mean, there's a lot of mental activity that goes on there, and it's also can be emotionally triggered too, which is, I mean, a lot of especially us water signs, <laughs> we have a lot of like an emotional triggers that go into that intellect space. Um, but that's one of those settings that it's, that's, it's an interesting place to be and the mind can definitely work on that like overload. Like you're saying, that kind of cyclical pattern where it, so we even know it's not helping, but like the moon craves it because it, you know, it has that uh, need to it. Um, but really, especially if you're a Gemini moon, you're going to want to look to where that Mercury is because the Mercury will tell you everything probably that you're, you know, <laughs> thinking about or like, well, I mean, obviously, because Mercury's Mercury, but from a more <laughs> of an emotional level, like Kiki was saying, kind of like feeding into that. Um, and of course, for you, the Mercury is in Taurus. So you're thinking about those money and the, you know, the security and making sure that that's taken care of. Um, which are solid things to think about, of course, but there is the, uh, you know, there is a line <laughs> to where yes, the thoughts absolutely. don't necessarily help anymore. And with the whole um, like manifestation and like law of attraction, a lot of it has to do with thought thinking and thought patterns and then how we feel about it. Yes. And so I've been getting a lot of those signs from universe, like you need to change your feelings because that's what you're manifesting. So it's like, you know, these constant thought patterns then make me feel a certain way and then it manifests into something. Mm. So yeah, so kind of healing that, clearing that, learning more about that has, uh, is definitely going to help shift my reality. Yeah, because your perception is your reality. Mm-hmm. A wise man once said. <laughs> or was it a woman? Or was that's right? Or was it? No, I'm pretty sure it was a woman. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Um, So no, that's a great example, Kiki. I I like that a lot. Um, For me, one of the things I do, this is my Mars and Gemini, because here's here we have another Gemini energy, right? But it's not the moon. It's it's Mars. It's more aggressive. It's it's conflicting, you know. And so I will have straight up arguments in my head (laughs) with other people. Like, you know, with just the littlest (laughs) of slights. Like, say something happened and and it really means nothing. But my mind will go on a whole like tirade where I have like, I mean, it's escalated. There's a whole scenario. It's already in like storyboard line. It's going to be a movie (laughs) one day, you know, like this. (laughs) So much of my life, like almost lives out in that, you know, that uh, pretend space where, and then I'm like, why am I getting so worked up over something like, you know, it could be something where maybe someone cuts you off when you're driving. Sure. And then, I mean, I'm following them at high speed, trying to get my pea shooter to like shoot out their tires. <laughs> and then they swing around and then they rock it off the freeway. And then, and then I'm victorious and I laugh in their fiery flames. No, but... <laughs> 
but my, I mean, I really don't mean that, but like my right. mind really entertains those scenarios and, and it can be a bit much. Like I'll find myself minutes later going, what did, what did you just do? Why, what, what, why did you just spend like five minutes, like pretending this scenario, which was getting me, you know, elevated. Kind of riled it, up. Yeah, because I'm, I'm in the conflict, but I'm in conflict and within my own mind. <laughs> literally a waste of time and energy. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I mean, well, on one hand, a healthy imagination. Yes. yes. But, but perhaps yes. spent uh, more wisely <laughs> yes. next time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's so funny. So once again, my Mars, is, which is ruled by Mercury, is going to deflect to my Mercury, right? And mine's in Leo, which is grandiose and very dramatic. And like, <laughs> so of course the story is going to be, you know, over, over the top and, and probably a little... Um, egoic because of just that that placement really and so yeah it's you should do some screenwriting on the side i know I, I need to like i should be doing some action flicks or some like some sort of, that movie yeah because <laughs> clearly there's a talent there being misused that's what we're saying <laughs> oh planting some seeds yes honey. yes all right so megan ray what, what's going on in your mind what does your mind do this? You, you know mine is and you girls probably know this and anyone who's really close to me knows this like I have a, you know, move to Arizona thing. So if I, it, it can be either for a rewarding thought or even uh, an escape style of thought. So it is just a go-to for me. In, in my story, like I'm not sure if it is something that is constantly there to move and um, start fresh in a new place that I used to live, so, but going back yeah. and starting new again. If it's... um you know, like this thing that I fall back on, like it's maybe I need to rework those thoughts because I'm just stuck there or if it's like a manifestation technique. Mm -hmm. So so that's really a hard place for me to understand, you know, in this example of the question, like... Well, but that's a good example because what we see there essentially is a case of indecision. Sure. You know, and I find myself there all the time uh, where I'm stuck in between two mental states of contemplation because really all the mind is there to do is to kind of entertain. I mean, air in general entertains possibilities, right? It's all up in the ethers. We're throwing it around. We're talking about it. Yeah. You know, it's not out there yet, but it's just doing that. It's just entertaining, you know, it's entertaining possibilities, Yeah. but it still needs the heart you know, it needs the spirit, all of that needs to come together and connect in the emotional self so that you can make the right decision. But I mean, I found myself in like crippling indecision, uh, even rather recently where it's just like, and I don't know if that might happen too, when you get to a point where you're entertaining really big things for yourself, but yeah, it's not like, what am I going to eat for dinner? Right? Yeah, like, <laughs> yes. Moving is a big life change. Yeah. 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 And so, but it's interesting because I guess what I'm saying is like, there's one thing to entertain a change for oneself. There's another thing when a force from the universe is causing the change to kind of happen in more like outward forceful way to where we have to react to something. But it's different when we have to take change from within and then cultivate that and make the decisions knowing that this is what I want. Or, you know, because if someone's not lighting the flame under your ass, basically, right, right. To, to get it moving, um, I think that's 
for me personally, that's where I get those indecision moments because really it's of my own volition to make whatever it is I'm contemplating or not contemplating happen or not happen. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I don't have a solution to that, but uh, it's, it's it's interesting. I'm sure I'm not alone with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have a solution. Meditate. Meditate. <laughs> Meditate. Get clear. It's going to come in. Um, I, I mean, love the it. heart has actually communicates more than the mind does. Um, it's got, it has, I mean, they communicate with each other, but it sends actually more messages to the brain than the brain sends to the heart. And so, oh, wow. um, so yeah, so when we kind of get into a really calm, peaceful state and kind of, you know, you can place your hand over your heart center and really ask, what does your heart want? What is home to my heart? You know, that can, that, then that intuition can come in and, and tell you. And then, and then once that decision is made, then, you know, things start to fall into place and, um, yeah, and you kind of go with where you need to go. But yeah, meditation is that, that point of calm and, and, and quiet where the highest good can be channeled. Those ideas that are for the highest good of all can be channeled. So, oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah. It's like, don't overthink it. Yes. Feel it. Feel it. Because that, that, when mm. we get into our head, it can, it starts to analyze things. It starts to label things, makes things pros and cons, good or bad. Ultimately, you know, nothing is good or bad. But, sure. But yeah, and so we should always be listening to the heart first and foremost, and then the mind is there to figure out what the heart wants. Well, and then correct me, you know, if I'm wrong, but like the ego seems to kind of live in the mind, right? Like, is there space for ego in the heart? Well, the, the ego helps <laughs> keep us safe, and and um, but I mean, it's definitely it should be there. We shouldn't eliminate it completely. But um, so there is there is space for the ego in the heart. There is yes. there is space. Well, I mean, you you need part of the ego to be able to accomplish the desires of the heart, because you know that that a healthy ego that's not trying to fight whatever comes its way, basically, you know, because it has that fight or flight type of uh, you know resistance to it. Um, but we still need that egoic connection with ourselves and our own desires in order to assert ourselves in the direction of, you know, so there's some like discrepancy of where ego is in, in the chart per se. Like some will maybe say it's the sun, some will say it's Mars. Uh, I feel like it's a little bit more Mars and then it maybe plays out extra with the sun uh, <laughs> to, to get that purpose there. But there has to be that, that balance. It's like, you know, because the ego is going to act, right? And so, but what, what is it acting on? What's, for the, what's, motivator? The, motiv- what's the motivation behind it, basically? Awesome. If it's heart-centered, then yeah, that sounds, that's, it's in line. It has space for that. But if it's not, it's mind, you know, mind games, my, you know, yeah. my fights with someone else <laughs> in my mind, you know. <laughs> the mental fights with yes, yourself. <laughs> yes. So, and that's, that's, an, that's an egoic issue, really, that those types of things, because... A, I feel like I have to prove something to someone. Like I'm, I have to tell you what you've done wrong, or like make it right in my own mind, <laughs> so that I can live with myself and continue my life. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but it does come from that place because uh, I'm fighting something. I'm trying to prove something. You know, like yeah. So yeah. Short answer. Yeah. Short answer. Long. Good long stuff. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, you know, and another thing that 
because it's not just about the intellectual processing too. It's also, you know, the communication factor and being able to share things or speak up or, you know, and especially with Mercury and Chiron meeting in Aries, which is a very assertive sign that can go after what it wants and like be an individual and, you know, kind of, so I have a feeling people are going to be saying some crazy. <laughs> people are going to be asserting themselves in some ways that they might be recoil a little bit um, around that time. So we may want to think before we speak. Yes, uh-huh. yes. Well, and okay. So here's a great example of that as well. If we're talking about um, back to masculine and feminine, and so if masculine is speeding up and going fast versus the feminine signs, the earth and the water that are slowing down. <clears throat> My Mercury in Leo is going fast, right? I'm going to say something. It's going to sound good. It's going to sound flowery, but then my chair much too much. And then by the end of it, I'm like, why did I say that? (laughs) Why did that happen? I can't pull back from that now. Now, the uh, earth and water signs are a little bit different, like Kiki per se. She's going to uh, maybe mull that over for a little bit longer and formulate the words that are going to come out before just like jumping the gun like I would. And it's probably less likely to say something that (laughs) she regrets. (laughs) My Libra rising is always kind of thinks about what the other person might feel about it too, in a way. Oh, yes. I feel like that compassion that like, and then the Gemini too, it's like trying to see both sides or understand both sides um, makes me kind of think before I speak. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I want to say you have Mercury and Capricorn, I think. Have to you know my that. chart better yeah, than you're I like, do. I don't know. You tell me. I'm not sure what's going on. Pull it here. up on your smartphone, I'm there, my friend. Hmm, let's see. I do. I'm like, I am. Cover- you are a very good boss lady, Megan Ray. So that would make sense. Yes. Oh yay! <laughs> you are a good leader and communicator with when yeah when you need to get people to do what they need to do. Thank you. I try. Not everybody loves that. I try to come from a loving place. Well, yes. I mean, that's all we can, that's all we can do. And that's the thing is Capricorn gets a bad rap sometimes because of that, because, you know, we kind of have to be the person that maybe uh, brings people back down to earth or lays down some order and yeah. uh, tells the plan. And it's like, this is how it's going to go down. And, and, and Capricorn has to, once again, if we're talking back to earth and the idea of it being cold and dry and Capricorn's like the coldest of it all. Sometimes you have to go cold in a way in order to get the job done, you know, sure. because uh, you can't be everyone. Yes. You do have Mercury and Capricorn. Yep. Yes. So if you're able to <laughs> communicate, <laughs> you're able to communicate these commands to the people that aye, aye, <laughs> captain. Are with. Yeah. Yes, oh. I've heard Capricorns are captains of the ship. <laughs> yes, yes, that's right. It's very, it's very much so. And, we, if, and if we're not, we will try to become the captain of the ship. Because <laughs> um, that's where we're comfortable, you know, that's the thing. Um, I've consciously been quiet multiple times during this live podcast so that ah! I'm not just taking over. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Yes. Well, and so her Mercury in Capricorn is 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 receptive and thinking this over versus my my bumbly Mercury in Leo. Uh, but you know, I think that's what gives us all our own unique personalities, and that's kind of the the fun part of it. Um, but what I was going to say, one of the things that another um, as far as communication and maybe like a, a trigger for me or like a hard thing to get through with communication, especially in educational settings, because even when I 
um, was younger. And even now when I'm in like maybe astrological educational situations when people will ask, um, for uh, maybe some uh, feedback from the audience or they'll ask a question that needs an answer and I will have the answer. I know the answer, Yeah, but I will not say the answer out of fear of being wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And so I can't even tell you how many times I have relinquished the opportunity to like participate because I'm, I think that I start, I question myself. I'll yeah. start to doubt uh, if what I'm, if, if I'm answering it right. And yeah. then of course the person that raises their hand will, if they're right about it, will say it. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, I, knew. I knew that. <laughs> uh, well, and what's the worst thing that could happen if you were wrong? That's a great I mean, question. It, it's okay to be wrong. Yeah. And Especially when you can admit to be wrong, you know, and realize that we're not always right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that is the more noble path. Very much so. Fighting to be always right, even if you're not, even if it's yeah. the truth. There's that unfavorable <laughs> ego aspect, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> what is, which is actually so funny too, because sometimes maybe the first person that raises their hand and said to me says an answer that's so far-fetched that you're like, you really, that's the, that's the ballpark you got in for this answer? Like, you know, um, and, but they're more than confident to be like, here's this totally irrelevant thing or it's a sideway path that I'm taking your, you know, direction on. Um, yeah. But, you know, and it's interesting. And that might be back to that Capricorn energy because Capricorn wants to succeed so badly that just the idea of failure or the idea of rejection or like, you know, it, it's scary yeah. <laughs> at times, you know, and For sure. so I, I mentally put myself there. I've gotten better over the more I get confident in things. I'm not quite that way anymore, especially in astrology, but I've noticed that pattern with myself in learning uh, situations in my life. And I have Mercury square Chiron in my particular chart. Um, so it has, so you're going right. to, so you're really going to feel this conjunction. That'd you're probably right about time. that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably right about that. Um, yes. <laughs> Stay tuned for the next yes. episode to hear about on how that podca- went. <laughs> on next week's podcast, we talk about how... Yeah. Um, so, all right. So now another fabulous thing going on this week uh, is we are having our second full moon in Libra. So we're having a true blue moon because we had a full moon at zero degrees Libra uh, almost a month ago now. We had our Aries new moon, fresh starts here. And now mm-hmm. we're having a second Libra full moon, which does not happen very often. Kiki, it's happening right on your ascendant, by the way, I believe. Wow. So you're 29 degrees, right? Libra, I think I last degree. I believe so. I'm, I'm a late degree, sure. I think. Yeah. yeah. So this full moon is big for you. It's lighting up your, your first and your seventh, your partnership access there. Ooh. So, you know, I was thinking about it when you had mentioned in the notes about this full moon Libra and how it's making us feel. And Thinking about where I am at this year as compared to last year, my friendship groups and my social groups um, have really grown. Mm. So, yeah. So, you know, having moved up to LA about three years ago and, you know, having some old friends speckled around the city, but with my spiritual work and my Reiki work, um, I've really been pushed to make new friends. And now reflecting upon it, like I do, I have made so many wonderful soul kindred spirits 
um, he, fellow healers that I've been collaborating with in workshops, um, friends that I've been meeting, you know, on um, every week, I feel like I'm meeting up with friends for dinner, like a different group of friends for dinner and um, just feel really blessed and grateful for that, um, that my social group has really blossomed and, and expanded. Oh, yay. Because it's hard when you move to a, you know, a city and Kiki moved there by herself too. Um, right after, right after Uranus went over your Mars Venus conjunction in Aries. I remember that. (laughs) (laughs) I remember you looking up where Uranus was when I was like, I'm leaving but yeah it's forcing <laughs> and i am leaving yeah she made like what Bye-bye. like she upper that taurus uprooted and we, and we were like well i remember being like what and i'm like where's your honest where is it uh and sure enough you know it, it it followed suit perfectly and then you followed what you needed to do for yourself which is a very aries thing uh and especially having aries and Ven- or venus and aries because in venus in aries is its sign of um is its sign of detriment because it's a po or it's opposed it's uh libra domicile there and so what it does is it can't uphold its position and really you got that uranus you know and venus can be relationships obviously i mean We'll have to see where it is in your particular chart, but it's also your chart ruler being the Libra rising. So anyways, the, the relationships are changing through that Uranian influence, but it was more of a release and a, a letting go and it can't uphold that position any longer because it's just the, the nature of the planet. So that's a good example of when a planet is in detriment or it's in a sign that doesn't function as well in because it's more like these key um, transits that we get uh, or progressions or whatever, it just means the planet can't uphold it as much. And so it shifts. And so you divorce and you move to, you know, LA. Like it gives, rather than re-exciting the relationship and taking it to, you know what I mean? Like it's, uh, so anyways, that's my astro geek side note for the listeners out there. <laughs> oh my gosh. So so that's good that you have that that social group uh, expanding because Libra oh, needs yeah. that connection, you know, with other mm-hmm. people. Yeah, new relationships. It's been beautiful, and I feel very blessed, very good. grateful. Yay! Oh, you deserve it. You do. Oh, you do. Who you. wouldn't want to be Kiki's friend? Come yeah. on, <laughs> your face. <laughs> now taking applications. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. sorts of love to share. Good, <laughs> good. Cheers to that. So I don't know, I'm thinking that you'll have an eventful full moon coming up here, I think, too, because it's actually going to happen uh, within degrees of Uranus because it's basically on a full moon at the 29th degree of Aries, and then boom, right in Taurus, right onto Megan Ray's ascendant and yeah. Uranus right there. And so it's probably going to feel, you know, electrifying for you. Do you have anything upcoming? Jeez. Or are we just waiting for the unexpected? Yeah. Because that's how Uranus works. <laughs> there are things in the works, yeah. but nothing really set right now. So yeah, we'll kind of just see how it flows. And the last full moon was gorgeous though, right? I mean, it was amazing. And magic. Yeah. So much magic. I had great time last full moon, zero degrees Libra. Because it's actually, it's funny that you brought up, um, you know, social connections, Kiki, because I had gotten... Um, 
I actually got Reiki that day from a, a lady here, Cassie Pinner. She was on the podcast several episodes ago, but that was a very powerful session. It was good. Uh, and I, so I decided to go out to a music show that night and I hadn't been out to a show in a long time, which if you, you know me on a personal level, like I used to go to shows all the time of bands, you know, so I have been separated from uh, my tribe, you know, for, for some time. And so I felt the call to go yes. out to, to the tribe because uh, it was my friend's record release party for Volcano. Their album coming was coming out and, and, and Stu and I were on the cover uh, as part of like the art. We dressed How up like we were on fun. an island. It was it's fun. So, but, but it was so, I don't know. It's like so freeing and, and, and uplifting and that air quality to, to go out and to be amongst the people that, you know, it, like this, belonging sense this this yeah. space of other people even though i hadn't seen them in a while you know we'll always be friends I'm visualizing you you know everybody's being so happy seeing you because you don't go out that often anymore right. so it's just like yeah that, that feeling of feeling so loved because you're reconnecting and seeing friends um, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Which I have to be careful where I go because I mean, I'm so grateful for that, but sometimes that can be overwhelming too. If you come out of a place where you're not interacting with people as much and then everybody is like, Oh, hi, you know, Hello. where have you been? Let me tell you the story over and over again. <laughs> um, and so, but that night was wonderful. And so I resonate with what you're saying about just the connection and being able, and Stu and I went together. We both haven't been going. He, mm-hmm. you know, he, He's a bass player as well, played music. Yeah, so we got to do that as a couple. Uh, and then we got to do that on the social level. Which And he almost didn't want to go. And I was like, no. I got no, mad no. in that moment. I was like, I was like, well, fine. I'm like, I'll just go myself. And then he turned around, of course. But... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, no, it good, was it was good. nice and it was a beautiful experience. So I'm excited to see what this 29 degrees will bring because um, now it's kind of wrapping up that story in that same area. Because we've had crazy full moon since the end of 2018 where every full moon was hitting at zero degrees of a sign, which I've never seen. I don't oh. think other astrologers have ever seen. It was because zero degrees is the beginning of each sign, right? So we have the idea of the full moon, which is it's a, a culmination of energy and when it's at its maximum brightness, but in, in a completion of sorts paired with the very, you know, beginning of yeah. something. And so I feel like a lot of us are wrapping up, but we're beginning, we're wrapping up, we're beginning and, you know, we're finding ourselves in this space now. Um, and so now we're breaking that pattern and we're having this full moon that is more of a, the end sign, the 29th degree, the completion mm. of it, you know, the completion and the completion. And so I feel like it's going to be dynamic just for that kind of positioning and where the story has been leading for how long. So we shall see. We don't yeah. know yet. So we're living it. <laughs> there was another astrologer, I believe it was Molly McCord, who had pointed out that there's been a shift in the pattern of the moon cycle as well, where we're now starting a month with the new moon and ending the month with a full moon, where it was kind of reversed for a while. So I think that's kind of really cool too. So it's kind of going along with the calendar. And so it's probably a lot more clear to people how to, and, you know, we always talk about how it's powerful to manifest and move energy with the moon cycle. And so it's like, it's clear to everyone, like, okay, this is the beginning of the month and it's a new moon. And then towards the end of the month, it's the full moon. And 
So I think that's really fascinating too, how that shift has happened. I, you know, all those planets, they do some funny things. <laughs> but all for our highest good, right? All for our highest Oh, yes. yeah. yeah. All to make us aware. All to make us aware. So, I mean, now I have to ask Megan Ray, have you felt any... Because right now Uranus is really transiting your ascendant, which is the ascendant is the embodiment of, you know, who you are, like the mask that you wear to the world, you know, like your individual self and your own needs. And so have you, Uranus usually brings like an electric influence where things kind of shake up and we want to maybe, you know, kind of free ourselves up from things or make extreme changes and such. And so, I mean, have you been feeling this energy? Yeah. When you put it that way, I most definitely have. I've made some uh, decisions, some yes and no's recently in life Mm -hmm. that have allowed me to kind of just be more present in myself and kind of let go of a lot of um, extra weight and stressors and even even a lot of like concern for, not for, but concerns of other people's. I'm always, you know, concerned about everyone around me, you know, and just love. But to hold other people's concerns, like their own concerns and stuff. So just a lot of letting go, a lot of uh, weight lifted from my shoulders. And so that has really put me in a place where I am just feeling like more myself again lately, uh, more free, even in my present moments, whether it's an hour or a whole day of like, what do I want to do right now? I get to choose. Like I don't feel so concerned to do what maybe I thought or think other people want me to be doing. It's more just about what I want to be doing right now. So I'm so happy you're doing stuff for you. It feels good. And yeah, I don't even know that I could like tell you exactly what it is that I'm doing, but however those moments are being spent, they just feel more joyful and light um, and just less less heavy and stressed. That's a perfect way of describing it. I mean, that's how you feel, but I mean, literally with yeah. Uranus, because what it does is kind of like that earthquake energy is that shaking. And so I like to look at it as like shaking off debris, basically, oh, great way to so put it. that you can like rot, raise higher. And so it's like a vibrational raise. But in order to get there, we have to shake off the density and the lower vibrations and the things that are, you know, keeping us oh, yeah. d- down for, you know, what it, that looks like in our lives. And it's, mm-hmm. everybody's different, of course, but. Oh, that's a perfect, that's a great example. Feels good. I'm glad you're doing that. <laughs> and I mean, really, you. you got the first pass of this last year because you already you already had this hit uh, probably in maybe May or June of, of last year, May, June, July, kind of that was around the time that maybe things started to... I think so. Quake yeah. a little. <laughs> like uh, got, got, a, got a bit heavy too. There yeah. was like a progression of heaviness and just weight and just taking on a, a lot. Yeah. And so, you know, and like you said, everybody's different with what you want to take on. Taking on a lot doesn't necessarily need to be bad as long as what you're taking on is, you know, maybe yours and what you want to be taking on or if it feels good to take it on. But if you find yourself in a place where I feel like maybe I, I, I don't realize that I had done it, but I had taken on more than... I needed to, you know, and, and like I said, like really, I think taking on things that I think I thought other people wanted me to take on, Mm. you know, and being like, yeah, I can do this. Yeah, I'll do this. 
but it wasn't necessarily for me. Yeah. Um, and so to have that shake up again, shake it yeah, up, shake, and, it, shake those bracelets, you know, shake <laughs> it on up and then, and then re kind of decipher what it is I want to carry and what it is I want to release and how it is I'm going to spend my time with what I hold on to. It's it feels so good. Oh, that you're like just exemplifying the transit so perfectly. <laughs> because well, I was reading uh, a little bit ago about um, I think actually in the same Rob Handbook <laughs> where he was talking about Uranus and Taurus and how it has because Taurus is like the grounded of the ground, right? It's not moving, and so but Uranus is going to shake that shit no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's going to happen. But what happens is, you know, you have all these quakes, these like inner, like, you know, yeah. but then one day it blows, you know, and that's Capricorn does that too, just in, in nature. It, it can contain a lot of pressure. And then one day it just blows like too much. It, it's too much. <laughs> yep. It's too much. And so, um, so that's the, with Uranus and Taurus, especially over your ascendant and going back and through this, forth through this, and you're saying things felt heavy, yeah. especially back then. So basically in that time, it was a little quake after a little quake after a little quake. And now you're to the point where you're like, I have, I have, you know, shooken off that debris. Oh. <laughs> well, it's so interesting. The timing of planning your wedding was like when like the Uranus and Taurus then retrograded into Aries. And it was just kind of like, it, like your wedding planning was like kind of this big, lesson for you to know like what's good for you and like don't spread yourself too thin for others and like making those choices so i think that's so fascinating the timing oh yeah the timing is incredible yeah well and if you think about well with uranus on your ascendant which your ascendant is your personal point right you well whenever any planet hits the ascendant it's also going to hit your descendant which is your partnership so that's a, it's a ah. one and one ping pong. Same thing when the planet hits the bottom of the chart and hits your like home, that fourth, it's going to hit the 10th because it's ping ponging. So when we have home changes, we usually have career changes. And they, you know, when we have ah. personal changes in ourselves, we usually, the partnership changes or mm-hmm. if the partnership changes, something about ourselves changes. And I mean, even down to getting married, which uh, Megan Ray got married when the sun was conjunct Jupiter, which was so sweet, especially since they've been <laughs> together for 12 years of Jupiter cycle. How perfect. <laughs> um, but you know, literally you just went and changed your name officially. Yeah. That's a huge change, right? Yeah. Like that's a Uranus moment. Yeah. You're a new person. I'm Megan Ray Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> I am Megan Ray Bob forever now. <laughs> I still need to tell my bank about that. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Get away with what you can. For okay. That. <laughs> How do we keep getting back the to the bank. bank with these tourists? Okay. Tourist uh, finances. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, oh my gosh. Anyways, now I'm sure we could talk all night because this could be like a 24 hour podcast where we you love just each other. Tune in to, to, to us talking and hopefully we were coherent enough for, for you listeners out here. But I know I had a great time. Oh so. my God. Me too. So I'm so, so much glad. fun. Yeah. Um, okay, now before we go here and call it a night, uh, want to let no- people know where they can find you. Um, I'm especially Kiki because she has she provides services. Yes, that's right. to the people out there in this in this world. So, Kiki, where can people find you? You uh, can find me at uh, my website heartkiki.com. So that's h e a r t k i k i dot com. And my Instagram is at heartkiki22. 
Um, I do a weekly Reiki healing class if you're in the LA area at Wellborn Lifestyles. And first class is free if you're new to the studio. So it's in the Sherman Oaks area. Um, I am doing a workshop actually. Oh no, it'll be passed after this podcast. So the next workshop I'll be doing <laughs> is um, May 11th. Um, I actually have two events happening that day. So um, May 11th, I'm doing a crystal uh, reading type of workshop where I will let you know what chakra center is out of alignment and what that means for you. Um, so that's at Wellborn Lifestyles at 3 to 4.30 p.m. So you can find out more about that on my website. And then I'm also doing a really cool, exciting new thing. It's an art show. Um, it's called Human Volume 1 Rebirth, and it is um, an interactive art experience by Sawubona. And Sawubona means hello in Zulu. And, um, it's, and so you can find out more about it at their website, uh, www.sawubona.us. And that's S-A-W-U-B-O-N-A. And they're going to have this like healer zone, quote unquote healer zone, where you can purchase 20-minute healings for $22. And I'll be offering Reiki, crystal readings, and oracle card readings. So yeah, I'm really excited about that. Nice. That's going to be Fine. Saturday. Yeah, Saturday, May 11th. All right. Yeah. Kiki is busy. Yeah, that's going to be a great day. <laughs> Getting yeah. Busy. yeah, going and manifesting stuff. Yeah, you manifest during Taurus <laughs> season. <laughs> I love it. I'm so glad to see you busy. Uh, I, I just love watching her her blossom in her LA zone. Um, even though I get to watch from afar. I get to Zoom from afar. Uh, but I, I, love I hope that you guys maybe come up. It's my birthday month. So it would be cool. Like if you guys that'd be wonderful for that art show, it'd be pretty fun. So I would love to see you there. I'd love to hug you. Um, yeah. And it, I mean, it's a compute, uh, interactive art experience. So there's going to be a lot of things happening, food trucks and, um, art and live art and music. And so, yeah. Nice. Awesome. May 11th. I'm like, what month, what month are we in? <laughs> That's what happens when you watch the planets too much. Uh, you get caught up in them. Oh, May 11th. We're having a first quarter moon that day. Ooh. And it's so dark. Oh, Leo. That should be fun. That will be fun. <laughs> Ooh, that'll be a fun energy. Yes. Moon will be trining Jupiter. I like it. That sounds like a good time <laughs> to me. Um, <laughs> So, all right now. All right. So Megan Ray, where can people find you? Where's, where's yeah. your Instagram? Let's be friends, right? <laughs> She's an Aquarius moon. <laughs> I'm on Instagram. I mean, are just friends you haven't met yet, right? right? So let's be friends, whether it's on the interwebs or also in person. I'm on Instagram at Megan Ray. So it's M-E-A-G-A-N-R-A-E. Yes. That's me. Megan Ray of Sunshine. Let's do yes. This. Love. <laughs> I feel so lucky to be considered one of Megan Ray's friends. You are definitely like the sunshine ray of light. And yeah, very blessed. Kiki, babe, I feel the same way about you, love. I love you so much. Oh. Mel, I love you too love. so much. All the love. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> Ray shaking her bracelet. So funny because uh, you know tourists like to adorn themselves, and so Megan is known for her her many bracelets. My hundred and twenty silver bangles. <laughs> yes. So she's like, should I take these off before we record? Will they be? J-? And I'm like, no, actually, I want to talk about those bracelets. <laughs> because I didn't want to take them off anyway. Yes. I'm like, I'm like, can she take those off? Does she? I'm pretty sure she showers. They come off. Yeah. <laughs> 
it check is. out Kindred if you're ever in San Diego. The food is so good. Yes. Thank you for that. Yeah. Come, come hang out with me at Kindred. I'm so blessed to be a part of that project. The food is so good. The drinks are so good. The vibes are so fun. It's just rad as fuck. So, and so what's the, uh, URL? What's the, uh, Oh, thank you. Yeah. So that is, um, barkindred.com and it's on Instagram at barkindred, B-A-R-K-I-N-D-R-E-D. Yeah, Perfect. it's rad. Yeah, the the Instagram feed is pretty freaking rad too. I bet. Just check yes. it out. I mean, the place is absolutely gorgeous and unique, and I've never seen anything like it. And it's all vegan. I mean, what's not to like? What's so check not it out. to like? So you're so Uranus and Taurus. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That should be the next post to let Corey know. Is we're so Uranus and Taurus up in here. Um, so. All right. Well, where can you find me? Well, you can find me at energeticprinciples.com and you can also find me on Facebook and Instagram at energeticprinciples. Um, I do have my Patreon uh, offerings. If you want to support the podcast financially, uh, you can find that over at patreon.com backslash energeticprinciples. And of course, uh, you know, it is my one year anniversary here and we did have a lovely chat of three girls just having a good time together. So if you feel that other people need to hear this, which I think they do, <laughs> um, you know, spread the good word, like tell a friend and, you know, share the podcast with others or to leave a nice review on iTunes because that also helps uh, visibility as well. Um, and if you really want to, you can send something to my tip jar that's on my page as well. <laughs> I'm a tourist season. Throw, I'm throwing out the tip jar out there. To people. <laughs> no pressure, no pressure. Um, there's some soil. Manifest that abundance. Yes, there's, there's some soil in there. Um, so, all right, everyone. Well, Happy anniversary, Mel. Thank yes, you. congratulations. I'm so glad I got to share it with you guys. Thank I'm you so, so much for having us. Absolutely. And yes. I, I, I'm so glad I got to share it. Uh, Kiki was my first guest. I thought of her to come be, you know, the the reunion. What I'm reunioning <laughs> with myself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> reunion of my podcast. It's full uh, circle. Yes. And then, of course, my mind just immediately triangled into Megan Ray. And I was like, I'm going to make this happen. I love it. <laughs> so, I'm so grateful. Yeah, I'm Thank grateful you. as well. All right, everyone. And I'm grateful for you for being a listener of mine. And especially if you've been with me the whole time. Uh, and even if you haven't, I really greatly appreciate it. So I'm wishing you a wonderful week. And as always, may the stars be with you. <laughs>